hungry for Jesus Christ. Are you thirsty today? Because I don't want another religion in my life. I left religion, I left Islam. I hate it. I just want to be free. I just want to be free. And then something happens to that person, a touch or a breeze or in a form of a wind. I know it is Jesus. Maybe you are sitting here today and you are saying, I need that transformation because I don't want to be stuck in this place anymore. Now this is the biggest harvest time. This is the revival time for God to come and change everything. Power of the seed. Every seed has a power. And sometimes we don't see that from our natural eyes. We don't understand that. Whenever in your life you come to a place that you cannot save yourself, you cannot change your circumstances, you are in a good place. It is a crossroad, your way and God's way. And let's see who is going to win. You come to that place in your life that you cannot change a thing in your life, in your relationships, in your family. You can't. And you understand that, but you don't give up, yet you surrender it, you are in a good place. You stop being your own God and acknowledge you are not in control. You are not in control and you will never be in control. And it's never going to work when you try to be in control. You are always going to lose it somewhere. You are always going to fail it somehow when you are not trusting in God. You need to come to a place of surrender. Surrender has peace. It's not bitter. But giving up is bitter. If you give up someone, you have a bitter feeling. You have bitter feelings against that person. You give up. You're angry with them. You are frustrated. I cannot deal with this anymore. I give up. People say that very often. But then people say, I cannot fix this. I surrender this to God. I have peace now. You see, surrender never gives up. Always hopes and trusts. On the other hand, giving up. Giving up always brings anger and resentment and bitterness. You can ask today, what can I do, God? How can I change this? How can I change my children? How can I change my family? How can I change me? And I have to tell you, you have no power to do any of those. You don't even have power to change yourself. This is why you need God. We are all crippled. We are all blind. We are all handicaps. So we can be healed by the hands of God. So we can be restored and changed for his glory. We are all missing something. So we can turn to him and go to him and surrender to him. One of us says the other one, you are deaf. 
how can't you hear? Because this is not your handicap. And the deaf says to you, you are blind, how come you don't see? And then other person points fingers. Why do you do that? While he's falling short in something else. We judge and criticize. Yet we don't know how needy we are of the touch of God. What can I do? How can I overcome? And I tell you the secret, most profound mystery today, that go on your knees and say, Dear Lord, I need you. Lord Jesus, I need you, and I cannot do this alone anymore. I am tired and weary, and I surrender this to you. I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up on my children. I don't want to give up on my marriage. I don't want to give up on my health, my healing. I surrender this to you. Come and have your way. I acknowledge that I am pitiful without you. I acknowledge that I cannot do anything without you. I need you. One of the most powerful prayers you can ever pray in your life and that will definitely, most definitely make God so pleased. I need you, God. I need you. Have your way here. May, may your will be done. May your will be done. No plan, no wisdom, no insight can succeed against the Lord. Nothing, nothing can succeed against his will. <laughs> Power of the seed. Usually we don't understand, but you go, to, you go to the doctors and they make you fill out a form. They ask you, you know, did your father have this disease? Did your mother have, anybody had heart disease in your family? What about your dad? Anybody is a smoker? Anybody was an alcoholic? Anybody was in depression? Mental, mentally challenged, anybody in your family? Why? Power of the seed. Because somewhere in the line, even though you hate it, you carry it. You carry that seed. You carry that seed. You hate, you hate your mother's guts and attitude and misery, but you carry that seed. You hate what your father had done to you and how dysfunctional he is, but you carry the seed. Power of the seed. But God can do something more powerful in your heart today and right now because you can supernaturally activate the power of his seed. Listen to me very carefully. Your life can change today. Your mentality, your mindset change today. If you give up the seed that you inherited through your DNA and accept what God has for you. I am a daughter of a slave woman, Hagar, by birth. But today, I am a daughter of Sarah. I am a daughter of the promise. I, I was coming from Ishmael. 
My seed was the seed of Ishmael. But today I am standing here because of Jesus Christ, because the blood of the perfect land, and because of my faith in Jesus Christ. I am the seed of Abraham. And scripture says it's only one seed, and that is the seed of Abraham to Isaac. Just because of my faith in Jesus Christ, all equation has changed. I was carrying my father's seed. I was carrying my mother's seed. The more I said I, I was not going to be like my mother, I became like her. The more I said I am not going to be like my father, more I became like him. But then when I came to Jesus Christ, all equation changed. And it changed through my faith, it changed through the process, it changed through time, it changed from my devotion, it, it changed from my desperation, but it changed. Because there's power of the seed. There was this girl that they brought to me years ago, years ago, beautiful girl in her 30s. In her 30s, gorgeous girl. Mother and father, they brought her to me and they said, you need to fix her. You need to deliver her. She was diagnosed with schizophrenia. She was on incredible amount and volumes, amount of medication. She was in a mental institution, one other, another one. They would kick her out of mental institutions. She would run away and the police would bring her. Baker acted, tried to commit suicide many, many, many times. Try to burn her parents, try to burn her household. And they brought her, hoping to see a change. And then they wanted to leave her with me, like I was the solution. I had the magic formula. I said, no, 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 don't go anywhere, we gotta talk. Some things God reveal, and some things you reveal. We're going to seek both. Is there anything you want to tell me? They said, no. We are, they acted like they were perfect family, husband and wife. Something was very, very wrong. And immediately God told me to ask them what happened during mother's pregnancy. And mother said, well, I had a very good pregnancy. She had a very good childhood. I said, when she started acting like this, she said, after 16, everything was normal. I said, no, God is telling me that you have to tell me what have you done during your pregnancy. She's like, what? This has to do with my pregnancy. This happened after 16 years. I said, well, I cannot help you if you are not going to be honest and transparent here. There's nothing, nothing I can do for you. And at the end of the day, I am not going to be the one that's going to fix this Jesus Christ. And you are not lying to me, you are lying to him. And then mother confessed. She said, well, when I was pregnant, I went to a psychic and this medium lady, psychic medium, she started rocking back and forth and going into trance and everything. And I started following her because I wanted to know this child's destiny and this and that. 
And let me tell you that girl exactly does, was doing exact things that mother was describing, always rocking herself back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I said, did you repent? Mother said, oh yes. And, and I didn't mean it. When I went to the psychic, I really didn't mean it. It was casual. What does it mean? It was casual. She's like, you know, I, I said, were you a believer in Jesus Christ? She's like, yeah, yeah, at the crusade, my husband and I, we went to the altar, we gave our lives to Jesus. I said, so after that, you went to the psychic? She's like, yes, we were new in the Lord. We didn't know any better. So, you know, it's under grace, under the grace. I said, so you go outside and sleep with other men, casual? She's like, of course not. I am a faithful woman. She almost answered to me, like, how dare you could think that I can cheat on my husband? And I said, well, you, are, you cheated on God casually. If you don't do this to your husband, how could you do this to God? And you think that it was casual? This is your mentality, and you're telling me that you repented? I don't believe that you repented. And then we sat down and we start talking. And they, she, she broke into tears. And the father started telling things. And after half an hour, you knew that this girl's mental disability and predicament was not only from her. Power of the seed. Power of the seed. And when she was 15, 16, 14, she always promised herself that she never was going to be like her father. And there she was in front of me and I was seeing a carbon copy, a mentally ill child, exactly identical behaviors and talks of her father. And I said, you need to confess. We need to go before the Lord. And let me tell you, they were not willing there were things that happened in that family that were, was put under the carpet. And they were not willing to deal with this, to exchange that seed that was planted long time ago with the seed of Jesus Christ. They were not. Maybe mentally or in their intellect, they gave their lives to Jesus. They thought that they did. They knew in their minds what was the right thing to do. But in their hearts, they were so callous that they, don't, they didn't want to think, they didn't want to talk, they didn't want to even mention to get help and to be delivered. And that girl is 40 years old today in same condition, and her life is wasted. But it was a threefold, threefold tie that had to be broken. And parents brought her, they, her parents brought her, here she is, fix it. Power of the seed. There was a boy, three boys I'm going to talk to you about. One grew up in a very loving home. Mother and father there. They are the same mother and father, no divorce, no fight, nothing. They have daily struggles, but a loving home. And they always speak wonderful things into this child's life. They tell him he can do anything through God's help. They tell him he can be anything God is calling him to be. They tell him he has a potential in Jesus Christ. They tell him all these things that Bible tells about him. And this young boy grows up 
to be a wonderful writer and changes the world, impacts the world with his writing. The power of the seed. And there's another boy. And I met that boy. He grew up in the gutters, in an ugly ghetto, drug dealers and drug addicts environment. Beaten up every day. If not every day, every other day he was raped. Since age nine. And ended up in prison. With a life sentence. His parents always told him, you never mount up to something, you are never good enough. You are going to be in prison. Look at you. Look at you. All our family is like this. You're going to be like this. Your father went to prison. You're going to go to prison too. Power of the seed. I met that man. Thank God he gave his life to Jesus Christ in prison. And he was a changed man in prison. But he was going to spend the rest of his life behind the bars. Power of the seed. But then... He told us about another boy next door. Being through the exact same things this boy had. Even worse. Worse things. But he was going to school and his teachers started telling him, God loves you. He wants to change your life. He wants to take care of you. He wants to change your mind. He wants to break the cycle. And he started believing in the teacher. And he became a successful businessman. Power of the sea. You need to understand today that we possess two seeds in us. The good one and the bad one. Somehow a bully, a bad father, bad mother, or mean, cruel relative spoke into your life. Somehow, a molestation, abuse, rape, verbal abuse, emotional torment, somehow enter into you. Power of the seed. Then we have an option that the word of God, what he says and his promises and our identity in Jesus Christ, who we are, Abraham's heir, God's children, power of the seed. Never underestimate the power of the seed. If today you have a seed in your life that was planted by your parents wrongfully and it was not in the plan of God for you, it is not a part of God's destiny for you, you need to pray and reject that seed, that generational curse from your life. And acknowledge the power of the seed. Don't blame. Take responsibility of your actions. Don't say, my father did this. He was a drunkard. This is why I'm an alcoholic. Take responsibility. And reject that seed. And accept the ones that is God is giving you. Power of the seed. Racism is a seed. Hatred is a seed. Fear is a seed. It is a disease. But there's a seed that, is, that enemy plants. Torment, mental torment is a seed.
but also love is a seed. Peace is a seed. Hope is a seed. And the choice is yours. You have your free will. You choose which seed you want to water and which seed you want to starve and reject and put to death. <laughs> Genesis 1, 11. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. Psalm 126, verse 6. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. So what kind of seed you sow, you are going to reap its fruit. If you sow hatred, you are going to reap hatred. If you sow in bitterness, you are going to reap bitterness. If you sow love, you are going to reap love. If you sow hope, you are going to reap hope. Matthew 13, 2 to 4. It is amazing that how much Jesus in his parables use seed and farming and food. It is so beautifully put together divinely by God for our understanding the power of the seed. In Matthew 13, verses 2 to 4, such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no roots. Other seed among the thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, and thirty times what was sown. Whoever hears, let them hear. So soil of your heart is so important today to decide which seed you want to keep and you want to feed and fertilize and water. It is so important for you to understand that you have a will and an authority in your life to keep whatever seed you want to keep and reject whatever seed you want to reject. And it cannot be lip service. It has to be by faith. And evidence of your faith is your walk. Evidence of your belief is your behavior. 
You don't have to live your life like your father did or your mother did. You don't have to fall into the same pit that they fell. But unless you come to Christ and you surrender, you are going to live just like them. You need the power of God today. 1 Peter 1.23 says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Maybe so many bad seeds planted in you. Doesn't matter. You can choke that bad seeds with word of God. You need to start reading his promises. You need to start reading who you are in Jesus Christ. And the more you read it, faith comes through hearing, hearing the word of God. It's going to become a faith in you. And it will choke the bad seed. It is your decision. But today I propose to you, do not underestimate the power of the seed. I was a seed of a slave woman. Today, just because of my faith in Jesus Christ, I am a seed of a free woman. Maybe you are under a bondage today. Maybe you have invisible chains in your heart because of an evil seed that was planted, because of the words of other people planted in you. It is a decision. It is a turning point in your life to say, I'm going to choose what God says instead of what people says. I'm going to choose what kind of seed God gives me instead of what I inherit from my parents. And I am not going to give this seed to my children, I reject, I reject what the enemy is trying to plant in me. And I put all these things under the blood of Jesus Christ, who became a curse for me, taking my curse, my sins upon himself at the cross. I choose him. Are you ready to do that? And are you ready to make that decision? Are you ready to acknowledge the power of the seed in your life and making some changes that will affect your destiny? Are you ready to come to the altar right now? Give up and surrender the wrong seed and take the good instead. Today's broadcast has been brought to you by Ishik Abla Ministries. Ishik is a former abused Muslim woman who was transformed by Jesus Christ. Now she is sharing the good news to Muslims and a revival message to America. To learn more about Ishik, please go to isikabla.com. Again, that's isikabla.com. Please contact us at info at ishikabla.com. Again, that's info at ishikabla.com. Join us for revival.